There is not much that is more shocking than the discovery that you are not what you thought you were. Our friends have received more than enough world-shattering news. And now, Anima must confront the truth of her creation. It's going to be a very interesting day. So I'd probably also knock on Anima's door and just say, hey, we're meeting in the kitchen in a minute if you want to come out. If you don't, that's fine. I think we're going to have lunch soon. The response. Can we bring food in here to eat with you, even if you don't want to eat? A response. I knock twice. I cast blast on the door and blow it off. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> no. She's, she just needs a minute. Don't blow down the door. I don't know who's talking to Farida at this point. Do you, like, say that? Tali is in the other door. The sister says the DM, don't blow down the door. <laughs> don't do that. Whatever made you think I was subtle? There's a difference between subtle and attacking the property of someone who's invited us into their home. Violina, are you going to like try and physically stop Farida as you see her casting? Yeah. Farida, do you let her stop you? No, no, no. Is this making noise? Is this making a scuffle outside the door? Sure, I'll let it. Uh, I'll let us have a have a little scuffle about it. But I think that this would be a, a strength grapple check. Okay, oh yeah, I was, I was about to say this, <laughs> and it has devolved into PvP. Actually, no. If I roll dex check to see if you're fast enough to grab Berta and like pull her arm down. Okay, so okay, it's just straight dex. The thing is, okay. you don't know that that's what I'm going to be doing. I have surprise. Why are you blowing down someone's door? Just like give a warning or something. Don't just like. I mean, how do you feel someone blew your door down? I'd feel fine about it if they ordered me another door and had it fixed. I rolled a thirteen, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Farida rolled strength to see if you can like resist her trying to grab her hand. Yep, same. So, 13? Mm-hmm. You're able to grab Farida's hand, Violina, but you aren't able to pull it down, Farida. Are you going to stop from trying to blast the door open when Violina grabs your hand and says no? Hmm. you have established your hand sometimes glow when you're about to cast. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sure, but I was knocking on- I was already knocking on the door. My hand was Does already out. Does your hand out. usually glow when you knock on doors? No, but it doesn't take that long to cast. It takes a full action. Six seconds. Do you have to roll to cast the spell? <sighs> you see, the, the intent behind blasting the door is actually to get the response that we had in real life when everybody reacted to me saying I'm going to blow the door off, which is shock and making people laugh. Pissing some people off. I can solve the problem of them being pissed. However, the moment is right to get Anima out of a funk with some considerable slapstick. Where do you have to roll for that? For what? Performance? Blast. Oh. Oh, let's see. Gotta pull up my spell book because I wasn't thinking I was gonna be using spells today. Fucking <laughs> a freaking door. She's had maybe 20 minutes to process this, like maybe five to have process it alone. Um, what kind of damage does it, does it do? Range channeling attack, duration instant, mm. uh, force damage. Basically, it's just a really strong knock on the door. It's one and to ten. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a 21. The AC of the door. You blasted the door. Full damage. Someone's sleeping in the garage tonight. Six damage. You don't quite break the door, but it does crack, and it's very loud. And you hear some people swearing in dentists. Just like... Hey, Anima. So you laughed in real life whenever it happened. 
Did, did you laugh in game? No. Oh, that's a shame. What? Casey's laughing. Anima's not laughing. In fact, Anima opens the door and she is fully stood up. Normally she's like a little bit hunched because she knows how big she is and that it can be intimidating. Right now she is full height, just staring at you with those like solid purple eyes just staring at you. She's smiling. I just point at Farida. <laughs> oh, I know. Farida is smiling and doesn't back off. Tali and Kishara run in. Tali's got a combat knife. Kishara's got a butcher knife. She's like, what happened? What? Farida what happened. Did you do? I'm ignoring them paying attention to Anima specifically. Just close your eyes for a second. Then breathe out. She looks back at you. He goes, I don't know if you're trying to help. I don't know exactly what you're doing. Stop. Don't want to talk right now. Thank you. Please leave me alone. Thank you for the calm and measured response. I will. I'll make sure that the workers that replace this door don't bug you. She just closed the door. She says that and she just closed the door. Oh yeah, and as Farida says what she answered, she's also already walking away. Already listening to exactly what Anima said. Displaying and showing that she, she's listening to what Anima said. Natalia's smacking you with her tablet, like, why couldn't you do that? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And some of it slips into Dendis, and she ain't happy, but... Verda's already on her phone, finding a service that can come fix and replace the door. Like, before anybody asks, before anybody is like, well, you're gonna fix the door. No, she's she was already planning on it. It was a measured casualty for... Uh, uh, I don't know, displaying her interest in uh, progress. Talia just looks over at Kishara. I would say I promise she's not normally like this, but she's new. She is I like I kind of want to kill her now. <laughs> I'm, would, would Vi have seen Farida do this before? You know that she has a penchant for the dramatic, and that usually she has... She has no reason to do it out of malice or anything like that. If she if she goes enough out of her way to do something this kind of fancy and dramatic, it's because she's finding a way to break the flow of normal or awkwardness or silence that could cause any, uh, you know, hurt feelings from a, ignoring somebody. Ignoring, that's how you pronounce that word. Also, correction. Allie has a wrench because she was working on the player. So she's been smacking you with that. Not hard enough to like do any damage, but you can feel it. So she would smack you with the tablet. She's not mad enough to hit you with the wrench. Yeah, That's- I'm I finish up the order and I turn to uh, I guess one of the owners of the house is there and I'll turn to them and be like, okay, it looks like there are some workers coming in. Uh, at some point soon. I've told them to wait until we actually give them the go-ahead, but I have already uh, paid uh, pretty much everything that's in my pocket to fix that door. Um, yeah. Sorry. She's still standing there holding her butcher knife, and she's just staring at you. What the heck is I? Alright, well, as long as you get it fixed, and don't go blowing down any more doors, or you're sleeping in the garage. Oh, I can't afford to break any more doors. But again, you're not sleeping in this house like anymore. And she just turns and stalks off. And Tali's just sitting there like, Hi, did you do that? Sometimes you need the shot. I don't know. I was trying to help. By blowing the door down. But she just maybe needed a couple minutes to, t- to sit and think. And she told me as such, I actually value the response that I got afterwards. You noticed she was t- standing taller, right? It's probably because she was pissed. At least I'm worth being pissed at. Well, I just shakes her and she's like, I have work to do. Please try and not break anything else. And walks off back to the study. Yeah, and both Filene and Farida roll me perception. Ooh, too low. Nine. Yeah, y'all would notice the muzzle pointed around the corner that was Spectre getting ready to shoot because she thought someone was attacking. 
after Kishara walks around the corner, you hear another set of footsteps joining her. Although, yeah, she rolled an 11 still, but still. They walk back about like five or ten minutes later, you hear a lunch is ready, followed by some grumbling. Can I mental missive Anima just saying, would you like us to leave lunch by the door? So if I see you trying to cast that, that she's going to grab Vilina's hand as you're casting Mental Missive, which is spell with the hand sign components as well. And I'll just pause you in the middle of your casting and say, just remember that Anima asked for time and space. And then I'll let go. And you can choose to send that message or not. Whenever y'all end up in the kitchen, it's a pretty simple lunch, and I imagine it's... I don't know what all y'all would talk about, but I think we're going to end off there. And have a whole lot else planned, unless there's a conversation conversation you guys want to have over lunch. <laughs> Actually, I think Ferret is going to take her lunch outside. I've got a nice little sort of backyard, like a little backyard area with a table. Kishara's kind of keeping her eye on you now. Talia also gives you a bit of a weird look. It's not like a, I'm, it's, they're not angry as much, but it's just sort of a, they were not expecting that. And they're not entirely sure how to respond. So I go to the backyard and sit down. I sit down in the grass, not on the bench or anything. And it's a nice backyard. They've got a nice garden. It's a nice day. Mm-hmm. And you were able to see the sun and then the thing that looks like a sun but is not actually a sun. And by what do you do? I have a question. Would Kasara's call of like lunch, would that have definitely gone through the door to, to where Anima could hear it? Yeah, I mean, she's... She's a mom, so she kind of used her calling the kids to lunch mom voice. Okay. So, Anima, you, you would have heard the call to lunch. Okay. I mean, the reason why Vi wanted to tell her about lunch is because she understands not wanting to see anyone, but she doesn't necessarily want Anima to, like, have to feel like she has to, like, sort of suffer through that for like not eating lunch yeah you so, you're, you're you want to give her her space but you also want to like make sure she can eat if she wants to yeah yeah Farida's blocking of that message was just as like make sure to keep in mind that she does also want her space so weigh that take that into account before you send the message that was the only intent behind that like you took that into account before you decided to try to blow the door down I don't no, no. This is why. Why no? This is way after that. Yeah, no. It's just Vi doesn't really get why you're telling her to not do anything when Anima made it pretty clear that she wanted to be alone for a little while, and your response to her not answering the door was to try to blow it down mm. or what? Yeah. Damage. So, so no, so no. Okay. So I, the human being, am paying attention to the words that Anima said. And that's what Farida was looking for, were the words. Okay. Her intent is don't don't necessarily shut us out, but let us know you want your space. Okay, so now that you've told me that you want your space, I'm gonna defend that that is what you have you have chosen. So now, after ha- already having this 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 whole encounter, when Farida sees Violina trying to send that message, she's gonna just mention, hey, just keep in mind the space thing. Because that's that's my goal now is to defend that so that anima can have the, all the free will needed to do what they need to do to get work out whatever they need to work out. Yeah, Vi probably goes and eats lunch, but she may actually eat with um, everyone else in the kitchen just to make sure that they're not I don't know completely angry or annoyed with Berta. I mean, you could tell they do not understand why she did that, but since she's replacing the door, it's like, it's fine. And at some point, Kishara was going to mention, I might tell my kid their door is broken down by their hero. 
Vilina, you actually do remember a surprise birthday party that someone had charged Farida with actually planning. And uh, there might have been a little bit too much enthusiasm with the surprise part. And there may the cake may or may not have exploded. <laughs> Good intentions sometimes go a little bit more on the flamboyant side. Okay. Yeah, then I'll probably explain. She, her good intentions sometimes lead her to go overboard in certain expects. There was one time where she was in charge of planning a surprise party, and there were a few more surprises than I think everyone except her was uh, thinking about happening. Uh, I guess it kind of does make sense. I just hope she's careful about where she tries that again. There's some people who may not take to it as kindly. Yeah. Also, um, Elena, you do, you will note, you do notice that Kishara has, like, there's a plate set to the side that she has, like, some sort of plastic wrap over, and she, like, she's like, set aside some food for whenever she decides she's hungry. Okay, thank you. And sometimes getting News, you need a minute, but I don't let people go hungry in this house, even if they do blow down a door. Kind of shoots Farida a dramatic look. I mean, Farida's not in the room. Farida's, like, out in the backyard eating alone, apparently. She's a mom with kids. She could, she, you can see the backyard from the kid, from where she is. Ah, okay. Yeah, my bad. After a minute, she's, like, poke her head out the door and Say, I want to come inside. It's safe. I promise, I'm not going to throw anything at you as long as you don't break anything. As she looks outside and or sees Ferda, Ferda is laying down. She's finished eating and is just looking up at the clouds and sky, lost in thought. When she sees that, she's like, she starts to say that. It's like, I think she's happy out here. Put lemonade in the fridge if you're thirsty. Then she goes back inside. There will be a slight delay, and then after having closed the door, she'll hear the kind of muffled, Thank you! <laughs> he doesn't get you, but she's like, eh, Celebrity of a guess! Does Vi leave the kitchen after she's done? Mm, not really. She's probably sketching a couple jewelry ideas. So she's like just sort of quietly sitting. She, she also just kind of wants to be near Farrah. She's not angry with her. She's just more even more afraid right now. But yeah, she's she's in the kitchen, just sort of quietly sketching. Are you looking to see if anyone sort of comes by to check on Anima? Yeah. Well, I was asking Casey. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Um, as I think after lunch, Tolly might kind of walk by the door and say under her breath and Dindis, this lunch safe for you in the kitchen whenever you're ready. Take your time. And she walks away. Okay. She, she might like stand there for a couple of seconds just in case you respond and then walk away if there's no response. Uh, Alright. Hear that and she's Yes, going to go into the kitchen now. It can be however long you needed it, that Anima needed to just sort of sit for a bit. Yeah. Try to sort of her visually, and then maybe sort of try to give a little smile, and then go back down, like look down at her design. If Anima wants to talk, that's fine. If she doesn't, that's fine. You notice Kishara's put some extra cookies on her plate. She has set aside for you. I don't know if Anima's ever had cookies before. I don't either. Probably not. Is Kishara still in the kitchen? I imagine she's probably kind of wandering in and, like, wandering in and out, because, like, right now she just, after having a door blown down, wants to keep an eye just in case Meredith decides to go overboard again, but she does, like, occasionally, like, 
step out to go take care of something and then come back in. Next time she sees her come in, Anima's going to, like, stop her and try and talk to her. Okay. So you're able to do that? She's like, is it everything all right? Do you need something? I... so sorry. I have nothing to apologize for. I had answered the door in the first place. She wouldn't have done that. Hey, can I roll perception if this conversation's happening in the kitchen? Uh, yeah. Because this is not uh, a blame that Farida would allow it to fall. Ah, dang it, 13. Don't worry, I don't think anyone in the room would allow that, because she was like... I don't think so either, but... She just puts her hand on your arm and just, like, kind of looks at you with this very, like, gentle understanding. Like, it's like, you can't blame yourself for other people's decisions. When she touches me, I flinch. Like a very gentle touch, and when she sees you flinch, she kind of just like pulls her hand back, like, okay, okay. But we're not that touchy, that's okay. Shifts back a little bit, so she, you feel like you have more space. She's trying not to crowd you, it's like, you can't blame yourself for other people's decisions. That was Farida's doing. You had no way of knowing she would do that. I didn't know she would do that. It's okay to sometimes need space. The only person you're responsible for is you. Do you think Vi would still be in the room for this? Oh uh, yeah, Vi hasn't left the room. Cause like, and I also imagine, Anima, did you, were you kind of talking quietly when you said that? Trying to kind of keep it quiet? Yeah. Okay. She's also responding in kind, speaking softly, so not everyone can hear. Can I roll a perception check to see if I would sort of notice what was being said or movement? Uh, yeah. Anima, did you kind of mm. drag Kishara off to a corner, or is it just kind of like in a doorway or something? I think I'm more concerned with yeah. movement than yeah. speech. Wherever I could just. So it's just kind of off to the side, but can still see you. Okay. I rolled a 15. So. You can see that, like, Kishara is trying to be, like, gentle and encouraging and trying to be friendly towards Anima, but also, like, giving her the space, but... Anima, what does she see from you? Violina? Yeah. Posture and movements. Like, would I have noticed that, Lynn? Probably. Probably? Okay. You notice, like, Kishara reaches out to put her hand on Anima's shoulder. Anima flinches, and then Kishara just sort of carefully, like, shifts back and, like, um, okay. Giving you space. Okay, not pressuring you. Could I try to remember if I've noticed that before where someone's tried to sort of... See if Anima usually recoil, like, flinches or recoils from people touching her? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the closest thing I could think of for that would be, like, an insight check. Okay. Let's do that. Right, what was that? Was it eight? Yeah. I don't know. Anima, what What does she get from an eight? Just not all that insightful. Yeah, I know. Because I passive insight. before, you weren't paying attention. Okay. Wait, what's your passive insight? Fourteen. Yeah, let's use passive then, because it's like you're thinking about things like you, you wouldn't have noticed it at the time, but now, like, looking back, you can use passive. Okay, thank you. 14. Keep forgetting that's a thing. Okay. I mean, people generally try and get close to Anima. I don't remember. Maybe Tally? Because she's just really bubbly and so touchy feely. Yeah. Tally is one of those she tries to keep in mind that not everyone is very huddly touchy, but she sometimes gets excited and will get, like, close and, like, she's touchy, but if you would, if you had, like, recoiled from that, she would definitely have, like, backed off. Is this a normal anima reaction to being, to, like, having someone attempt to, like, touch you in some way? Or is this just because everything that's going on? This is not something you've seen before. I wonder if Tolly's gonna notice that. Tolly, I thought Tolly had left. 
she's probably still kind of working on the Blair. I'll use that for Spectra then. So Spectra does notice the flinch. She doesn't say anything at first, but like anyone that can see her sees that she she notices that. So like she's not gonna immediately mention, but like if she gets a chance, she might very gently address. Yeah. So Anima like Shaw is just being very gentle and friendly towards you and she does not make any attempt to like touch you after you flinch away and do, do you say anything to her after she's like you don't have to blame yourself for what other people decide to do you're just responsible for you there is something i want to say but i can't think of how to say it so you can if you would you like to paraphrase um, give me a second so Kishara's gonna offer if you need a better place to hide. She knows a she knows a nice spot in the house where you can get some peace and quiet and she'll make sure Farida doesn't go near. And she says this like in a, a gentle joking way. Um, it was just a lot that um, shouldn't have happened the way it did. Just sorry that it did. Anything you want to talk about? I can show you a nice quiet place. Whatever it is off your mind. That's not her voice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, hello, hero. <laughs> Baby, yes. She looks over and just kind of looks at Tally, who just kind of nods. Like, she guides you over to a quiet room. And she's about to sit down. She's like, is there anyone else you would like to talk to about this? Or. No, maybe it's a little easier because you're basically a stranger and they are, I suppose I just feel like you will give me a more um, unbiased reaction. You need an outside opinion. Yes. I've been told I'm good at that. (laughs) This is... Common knowledge. How Ashenforged are made. Yes. Yes, I mean, there's some details that not everyone knows, but most, a lot of people know the gist of it. So, Ellie and the captain, they're fine with it. Already know. Yes. You didn't know, did you? I didn't. I should have. As you start crying, she starts, like, she's gonna, like, touch your shoulder, and then she remembers to just hand you some tissues instead. There's nothing wrong. You were raised in a place where, from what I know, they don't make them the same way. I wasn't. I got there, I was already mature. Just can't remember anything before that. Well, that's hardly your fault. No. Guess not, but... It's frustrating. Begin to imagine and I don't know who I was. Or if that matters. Well, I do know some things, because I'm a teacher and also living with Elisar, he's I was able to get some information out of him that not everyone's aware of and with the Ashen Forged is how do I put the words? giving my kids the sex talk. (laughs) She also just laughs at that. So, the way I understand it is the organic part of the Ashenforged is kind of like, are you familiar with how people can when they die, donate organs? Or when they're alive, they can give up an organ to someone else who needs it. Yes. It's kind of like that from what I understand. There was a living person who died and before they died they said that they wanted to donate a part of themselves to make a new life. So you are a new person. If that makes any... D- does that help at all? Actually, is not 
what I was thinking about, but it is good to know. What are you having trouble with, then? Violina and Farida, they, they weren't raised here. I can't imagine that they knew either. And they seemed fine, aside from the whole door incident. For a brief second, that sort of angry mom look comes back, and then it goes away. <laughs> but... Do you think they'll look at you differently now? Maybe. This doesn't change who you are. You're still the same as you've always been. And they do care about you, albeit somewhat aggressively and in strange ways, but your friends do care about you. Yes, but we met a week ago? A little more? Does the care outweigh the strange at this point? Don't know. Being on the Opal Star, I highly doubt you're the strangest thing they'll come across this week. <laughs> Pardon by asking us, have you ever had friends before? I feel like everything I say should need the preface. From what I remember, no. Who knows? Me. One, one problem at a time. Well, uh, I also work as a school counselor sometimes. We'll, we can address that another and once we figure out how to approach that. But from what I can tell from these two and what Holly and Spectra have told me so far of how you kind of came to be friends, but friends are hard to get rid of, and you guys have been through quite a lot together in that week. And you care about them, right? Yes. And if you found out something strange about them, you'd still be there for them, right? Just found out Farida is willing to blow down other people's doors, and I am upset with her about that, but I still care about her, even though I'm not sure why she did that. Part of being friends is accepting the fact you might not ever understand half of the stuff that they do and being willing to be there for them anyway. Even when you do want to kick their ass. I don't think you need to worry about losing them over this. Maybe you could talk to them about it? Yeah, they feel maybe get one of us to help explain things a little bit. Or maybe give you a little bit more time to process before we do that. I'm okay. I... No, it's okay to not be okay, right? Sure. I am. Are there questions I may be able to answer or anything else you want to talk through? Time. <clears throat> no, you're not involved at all. You think there's someone who might be able to restore my memory? You think that that's possible? Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised how much is possible. Mm. And we keep finding new things that are possible every day. There was a time when people thought it was impossible for a dentist and a Promethean to have kids. We've got three. And knowing Tali and as well as what I know about Spectra, they don't do impossible. They they refuse to accept the word that word. <laughs> Heck, there was a time when they thought it might have been impossible for Spectre to be able to walk again. I think Vi is the only one that knows about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, she wouldn't have said exactly what caused um, Spectre to stop. Yeah. Revealing, yeah, her infiltrator thing. And I... <laughs> Kashara realizes that y'all don't know that yet. You've seen Spectra walking and running around just fine. You've probably even seen her doing some, like, training in the room, but, so... Yep. I'm going to do an anima, make an assumption that something happened, but she's fine now, and I'm not gonna question it. I'd be surprised what, what they can make happen. Two of the most stubborn people in the world. Some very stubborn family members on Spectra's side. I will find a way to help you get your memories back. And if I can help at all, I will. 
shouldn't have to live with the not knowing. What if that's better, though? What do you mean? What if who I was isn't someone I like? Talking about who your donor was, or before you lost your memory, before your memories went blank? Before my memories went blank. That doesn't have to be who you are now. And maybe who you are is someone you do like. Once you know, you can do what you want with that information. It doesn't have to change who you are. Isn't it? Not if you don't want it to. That feels easy to say that if I learn who I was, was not a good person, that changes my perception of myself and who I think that I am. I feel like I should be, and I wasn't that. He kind of thinks for a second, rubbing her chin, like, after a second asks, as you are now, have you ever felt a desire to do something bad to hurt someone for no reason? No. Ever felt like taking something or taking drastic action on someone who was mean to you? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be here if I did. Would you say that as you are now, you have a single bad bone in your body, metaphorically speaking? Uh, something I can say about myself. When you see your friends in danger, do you want to run or do you want to protect them? When you see anyone in danger. Protect them. Sounds to me like you're a defender. You are drawn to doing the right thing and whenever someone donates a part of themselves, this happens with organ donors too. There's parts of a person's personality that come through in a way. And even if you completely wipe them blank, give them a total clean slate who they are, doesn't change all that much. And Federation was stressful for you, wasn't it? You were under a lot of pressure to perform a certain way. Yes. And yet, you held on to yourself through all of that. As much as I could. I don't think who you were before was a bad person. Like, no amount of memory wiping is going to change who you are at your core. I don't know why your memories are gone, but I don't think, looking at you now, you could have been a bad person. Because you were in a real bad situation, and you're still a good person. And whenever you do find those answers, won't find them alone. You have friends. And at this point, she's gonna reach out her hand to you. Kind of like a, she wants to hold your hand in a comforting way, but like Ben in a you don't have to if you don't want to motion. She's gonna hold it out for a second. And if you don't make a move, she'll just kind of pull her hand back. I, uh, take it. She gives her hand a gentle squeeze and it's like I know the world may seem scary but you're not alone you've got good people with you they'll help you figure this out do you stay in here for a little bit have some or are you ready to go back oh I should probably go back just put your hand a gentle squeeze you do whatever you need to do others will be fine Putting it off will make it harder. You wanna go talk to them? Uh... Or maybe wait for that conversation. <sighs> I think... We've all had enough drama today. Maybe that can wait. Let's go back in there and... Get you some food. I've... Imagined existential crisis makes you a little hungry. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime. I'm just got good friends and you're part of a good crew. Take good care of you, I know. She's just gonna stand up and slowly pull her hand away and just sort of walk away and like leave the door open. Like you can stay in there if you want, but 
she's not going to make you leave right now. She's sort of give you the space to come join the others when you're ready. I'm going to follow her. So when you walk back in, Polly Inspector kind of give Kashara a look. She just gives him like a little nod. Polly gives you a small smile and Inspector also gives you a warm smile too. And they just, they don't say anything, but just let you be to do whatever you want to do. Alright, well, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go blow my nose. Because I don't have any Kleenex in this room, and it's driving me bonkers. So I'm going to be right back. Okay. So, Farida and Violina, what were you doing while Anima's having her existential crisis? <laughs> Actually, this was before... What did we get around, Victor? This was before the this crisis? This is during. Um, during? Okay. Um, oh. Is that what that, that pinging noise I kept hearing was? Was y'all talking on Discord? Yeah. Do not mind the man behind the curtain. Sorry. <laughs> That's what editing is for. It's just I can hear that when y'all do that. Not from here on out, because I will be aware. So, Bai is still in the kitchen, but she's like sort of looking out the window and popping her head out, I would say, every once in a while, seeing how Farida's doing. At some point, Violina will see that Farida is no longer like laid down napping in the grass staring at the sky but has sat up surprisingly quickly whipped out her computer holographic thingamajig that she always works on and pulls up a, a tiny keyboard synthesizer plays out two me- uh, like two measures worth of music and listens to the loop and is no 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 erases it writes it again and then she leaves that going and she starts pulling up a bunch of research and she starts doing more and more research. And it's it's starting to make this like half circle around her of just pages that she's brought up and things that she's finding while listening to this loop of music. Are you researching? That's what Violeta will need to find out. Yeah. So once seeing this, um, Bai's gonna be like, you doing okay? Um, better now. Uh, here, come, come over here. Come sit next to me. And she pats the ground to her right kind of close to where that little melody is playing off of the side of the screen. Okay, yeah, but it's done. So, I've been thinking, in being part of the Federation before, we have no idea, really, about the Ashen Forge. And yeah. sure, we've spent, like, what, a week, maybe, with access to this information. You know, I figured that it was time that we should probably learn as much as we can, within reason. So, I've just been pulling up everything that I can find that's accessible to normal human beings. And I'm learning quite a lot. For example, did you know that this this particular hero adventurer, he, he was an Ashen Forge, but he managed to bring an entire planet worth of wildly vicious, um, uh, this vicious species, but rather carnivorous. Um, he actually managed to establish communication with them and lead to peaceful negotiations between them and the uh, Alliance. It's really, really cool. There's a lot of really cool culture going on here. But yeah, and for like several minutes afterwards, Farida is gonna is gonna point and show you all of these things that she's found. She's she's trying to learn as much about them, about like the culture and the people, as she possibly can. I don't know specifically what she ends up learning this, but uh, that's not necessarily the focus of the company. Because at a certain point, she's gonna stop and kind of get get a little quiet. And, and say, you know, I'd want you to do that for me, too. You mean, sort of show you the good things about your culture if you didn't have any knowledge of it? Uh, no. No, I mean, if I get swept away in my problems, and it looks like I can't or might not be able to find my way out of it, and that I'm shutting y'all out all out that I need you to crack back in there, to give me back my power to be able to do something. Yeah, sure. I'm not entirely sure what I would do. But Okay, yeah. Yeah. No one should try to be sort of left in the dark of their own mind. I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think anybody should. And, uh, I apologize for uh, alarming y'all. I, uh, 
I was just thinking that in that situation, if I learned something that big about myself, then I, then I would want y'all to break in there, make me answer, make me speak, make me make the decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't promise that I'll do it in the same way, but... Oh, no, <laughs> that was that was kind of a clumsy way on, on my part of trying, and I that clearly didn't necessarily make the right impression on anybody. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what I was trying to do. Okay. I'm sorry for for surprising you. It's okay. It's yeah, let's see if we can think of other ways to do that. Well yeah. That was <laughs> that was just a particular a, an errant thought. You know, the whole issue with magic is that if you're not meticulous about your thoughts, they kind of do whatever they want. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of an involuntary flinch. Uh, a harder knock on the door. Okay. Definitely not premeditated. <laughs> okay. I heard I wasn't intentionally casting blast. No. It was like she was trying to knock on the door a little harder. Okay. And getting lost in her own thoughts accidentally cast the blast on the door. Okay. I'm going to interrupt this very serious moment of character uh, insight to say, Jester just fell off the bed when she tried to get back to her computer. (laughs) I'm in pain. Okay, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so basically Ferret and Mylene are having a nice little moment sitting out in the backyard. And imagine, like, it's probably, like, around, like, near the tail end of that conversation that, Anima, you come back into the kitchen, and no one really says anything at first, just, like, friendly smiles, and you notice that Violina and Farida are not in the kitchen. Mm, you might be able to hear the music. So you, you can hear, like, faint music outside, and Joy just kind of walks in, like, it's perfectly normal, nothing is going on, and she just kind of grabs your plate and puts it on, like, in front of one of the seats and is like, you should eat something. And goes back to cleaning up after fixing lunch. So, Hanima, what do you do? There's a part of me that wants to say I plop down outside. I pick it up and I go down and I plop down outside, but I don't... I don't know if I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Okay. I was about to say that um, it could be the music that convinces you. The the, the sound of the music. Yeah. It's yeah. not the typical music that you've heard Farida write in these past in this past week, where she's been trying to deal with some more aggressive sentiments. It's more gentle, kind of like a guitar, just very simply trying to doodle on the same very calm just a simple in the single guitar peaceful in major yeah. <laughs> very okay. different from her like hardcore song that she's floating around the internet okay. Okay. so you go out and sit next to them or near them i don't say anything i just go out and sit down okay start eating you have more cookies on your plate than they did. <laughs> I think Farida's dishes are still out. She didn't go back inside after she... It's fine. So, Farida, Violina, do you say anything? Or... Not very directly. I think that we might... I think that the, the, the moment of, of conversation of character explanation was probably... You probably caught, like, the very tail end of... Yeah, I didn't... I didn't plan on, on the magic room. I hadn't planned on the sp- on the spell actually being cast. That it was just me kind of lost in my own thoughts. And I blinked and the door was cracked open and it get- got pulled up by Anima. And, and as Anima comes and sits down, I will probably look at her and like raise my eyebrows and the- do the you okay nod. You know, the no words necessarily, but the like look and nod and that kind of thing. I don't know what response I get. She sort of frowns at you. <laughs> Fair to nods in response. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's kind of what I expected. 
you can see from her her posture that she's kind of in the like kind of slumped not not in a terribly proud position but as you glance at the computer layout in front of her the like set in the like dome practically of web pages i don't know if you see or choose to read any of the titles of any of the pages but there is stuff to see and I imagine if you can see visually, there are action forged on a lot of the pictures. Yeah, like newspaper clippings, action forged in, in prominent states, like carrying somebody out of a burning building, or you know, doing acts <laughs> of heroism. Mm-hmm. And the song, tinkling away yeah. in the background. <laughs> Gonna like sigh and just you are. Ridiculous. You know I'll that? Take it. Don't do that again, though, yeah? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not planning on it. Wasn't planning on it the first time, so I'm sorry about that. Aboard the Opal Star is an Esper Genesis 5e actual play podcast DM'd and produced by Brianna Toiver as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor. I'm playing Farida the Prometheus. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel, the Eldori. Music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what we're doing and would like to support us, please consider leaving a review or donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial.